Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1873, the topic is in-depth, and the title is Client Power If They Meet Recap, Elite Total in 400 Plus Dots. So our in-depth categories have been uh, coming out on Mondays, and they're supposed to be a little bit longer podcasts, dive a little bit deeper into topics. I just had a client compete this weekend, this past weekend, and we've worked together before, but it's been a while, so it's actually been six years since we've worked together, and she did a great job. She had uh, accomplished an elite total and uh, secured a 400-plus dots. So I wanted to talk through kind of how the meet went, what our thoughts were. I had someone ask me about, uh, well, actually, one of the one of my clients is a uh, like a business client. So we talk a lot about business, and we meet every week virtually, so an hour every week, and just kind of talk, shoot the breeze, answer questions, uh, growing business, but also they had asked me about uh, powerlifting specifically. They want to train more and more clients for that. They compete in powerlifting themselves, and they were asking me different mindsets and thoughts towards uh, competitions. So I thought it would be fun to do a meet recap for this client, this other client who competed this weekend as just a fun way to discuss a lot of those type of topics. And then, you know, all the listeners, if this is something that interests you, let me know and I'll dive deeper into the approach that I use with different clients in different categories. So if you'd like to learn more of like a deeper perspective of what I do with clients in certain situations or certain scenarios, let me know. You know, if it's fat loss, if it's strength, if it's bodybuilding, uh, you can actually go to our website, www.brutalironjim.com, and you can see uh, a nice long list (laughs) of the types of clients that I have uh, been fortunate enough to work with over the years. So, I mean, uh, aesthetic aesthetic sports clients, I've helped people in every category, uh, bikini, wellness, figure, physique, for the women, and then men's physique, men's classic physique, men's bodybuilding. I've helped people get pro cards and tested, non-tested. I've helped um, you know aging population in regards to bone density and mobility. We had one client that used to go get bone density scans done, and we were we were able to prove that we were able to uh, increase their bone density in the lower body, in the hips, uh, from the training that we were doing. Uh, I've helped with athlete rehab for multiple different sports, uh, including Olympic athletes and professional athletes. Uh, I've helped you know high school students get college scholarships. I've helped CrossFit Games athletes. I've helped dancers, endurance athletes doing Ironman marathons, firefighters. I helped uh, one of my clients as a two-time world champion uh, in the Combat Firefighter Challenge. Helped people with uh, hormone issues, martial artists, uh, MMA, jiu-jitsu, grappling, Helping with medication reductions, arthritis, cholesterol, etc. Uh, military, tactical operations, general general fitness, modeling, musicians, nutritional therapy for like celiac disease, diabetes, PCOS, uh, Olympic athletes for uh, both training and nutrition, powerlifting, of course. <laughs> uh, so help people get elite totals, top 50 in state records, pregnancy, pre, post, all that stuff. Uh, professional athletes, multiple sports, baseball, football. Uh, special needs. I've actually uh, worked a lot of years with special needs populations, which is really fun. I really enjoyed that. I uh, help people with straw man, uh, wrestling, weight management, nutrition, uh, everything under the sun. So you can see that big long list and more on our website if you want to check that out. But if you're interested in a certain topic, 
just let me know and I'll deep dive into some things that I would do for clients in those topics, those areas. Now for the client that competed this weekend, she, uh, we've worked together six years ago. She had four kids at that time and she was transitioning out of uh, Olympic lifting and CrossFit and wanted to get into powerlifting. So we started doing that. She freaking crushed it, knew she was going to be super strong. Uh, but she, we, we went to um, USAPL, I believe it was USAPL, uh, Nationals, uh, it was USPA or USAPL, I forget which one. But we were top 10 Nationals and she was killing it. She had uh, an elite total at uh, 132. I believe she may have had one at 123 and we just picked up one at 148 uh, weight class here this past weekend. So she has at least two elite totals, if not three. And just exceptional, very, very strong athlete. We also got into doing aesthetic competitions. She has done one previously uh, before her and I ever met. I think it was before she ever had kids in her early 20s. She did, I believe it was a figure competition. So we ended up doing that. We ended up getting her a pro card in uh, women's physique. So we got an IPB pro uh, card through the MPC in women's physique as we were also uh, top 10 in powerlifting. So she's freaking insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Very strong, very disciplined, uh, work ethic through the roof, uh, just great all-around uh, client to be able to work with. So I'm very fortunate to work with great people. So very blessed for that. So in the last six years, she had two more kids. So she has six kids total, and she's wanting to now get back into competitive powerlifting. So we reconnected, and she had done one meet, I believe at least one meet, in the last year or so on her own went well enjoyed it and then she said she wanted to kind of get back into the national level stage so she reached out and we started working together the she lives up in ohio i live in south carolina so we've been doing everything virtually so we do uh, video reviews she films herself working out and sends me the videos each week i send feedback and then we kind of build from there we do a zoom or a phone call anytime we need and then for the meet her husband was able to carry like a little iPad thing. Uh, so we were doing FaceTime. So I was able to watch her do the lifts and give her the weights as she walked up to the, uh, the desk to report the weights that she wanted to the judge. So it was great. We were able to talk after each lift. I was able to help her with weight selections, even though I wasn't able to make it up to this meet in person. So it was a very good experience. Loved it. Very fun to work together. So she decided to do this meet actually four weeks before the meet. We were actually planning to do a meet in February, so we started working together, and we had two months in, I believe two full months, and then she said, hey, you know, there's this meet coming up that's really close to where I live. It's an all-female meet. It would be kind of fun to, you know, be able to support that and be involved in that, and um, she has some other business adventures going on that it would be beneficial for her to have done this meet uh, for various reasons. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, nothing shady. It's just I don't want to tell somebody else's business on those those aspects. So there was there was a couple benefits to it, even though it was last minute. So four weeks beforehand, uh, she was like, you know, do you think we could do it? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> That's always my answer is hell yes. Uh, then we just figured it out. Uh, so what we did with her training was I had already had her working up to near max effort singles. So I could see how our accessories were helping to address individual weak points. So for example, coming out of six pregnancy, she's going to have, you know, delayed abdominal strength. So we've been working on the abdomen. 
to make sure we can be strong and stable through the midsection. And then we're also working on building up the, the glutes because that's going to help support uh, kind of hip positioning and uh, torso control as well. So we've been really focusing on glutes and core. She has really strong quads. That's never going to be a weakness for us. Never have to worry about those. Uh, so in her squat, she squats rather upright. We squat with Olympic lifting shoes, keep a very upright torso. So even though she does like a low bar position, she has short femur, so she's able to still be upright in her positioning. So we just need enough core and glute to be able to stabilize and support the quad power that she's going to be getting out of the bottom. So by having her do near maximal lifts, I'm able to see the degree in which the core strength or thoracic strength, because she hasn't been lifting her upper body as heavy, uh, and or the glutes, how they're all interplaying in their bracing support for the quad power. So the idea there is is if she does some like pretty heavy singles, I can see, oh, okay, you know, if we're starting to round in this area or bend in this area or we're getting uh, two knees forward, that means the glutes aren't accepting the weight they should. It lets me better understand how to uh, structure her accessory lifts after she would do the main lift to know to what intensity and what degree we need to work on each individual area. So we had already been doing kind of top-end singles in the squat, bench, and deadlift. So knowing that we had four weeks then to prep for the meet, it made it pretty easy because we were already, in a sense, kind of peaked for singles in regards to technique awareness and uh, just already having the CNS ready for that. So really all I did was I kept the heavy singles for the, uh, like basically she worked up five weeks out. She did a really heavy single. So the week after I dropped it down about uh, like 10-ish percent. Then we went back up to around 95% at, at the second week, which would be two weeks out from the meet. And then we dropped real low uh, this the third week. And then we uh, recovered the fourth week and went into the meet. So if you think of four weeks away, so five weeks away, she did a near max. Then four weeks away, I dropped to 90%. Then I went back up to 95%, but then I dropped to like 80% and then gave her a recovery week, and then she was peaked. So the idea of that with the, the heavy lifts was I kept the heaviness on her, but didn't push her as close to uh, failure, technique failure because we wanted to reinforce good technique. We still wanted to keep weight on the muscles and the connective tissues in her nervous system, but we didn't want to cause any like uh, risk of injury. And then with the accessories, I dropped out heavy accessories, such as um, like barbell RDLs or single leg stiff leg deadlifts, uh, where we're doing like maybe heavy um, like sets of six to eight. So it would be pretty heavy work and you're definitely causing some hamstring uh, muscle damage and I swapped that for more isolated body weight things so we did variations of glute bridges for example for the four weeks leading into the meet and then we dropped the volume of those actually the two weeks out from the meet so we dropped the muscle damage activities 
and swapped them out for more uh, isolation work where we're still burning some calories, we're still stimulating the muscle, still stimulating the body to make some strength progressions, but we're not causing tissue damage. So that was kind of the main change we made from her training program when we knew we were going to compete is we kept heavy singles in so that way she had her technique dialed in for singles, which she would need to know at the meet. But we dropped off the muscle damage component of the accessory work. And then from four weeks to three weeks, we kept the volume as we normally would. Uh, and then at two weeks out, we dropped the volume. And then one week out, we dropped all accessories completely. So that's going to allow her body to recover, get the CNS primed, get the body feeling primed, have her going into the meet feeling like, okay, I'm, I've been itching to do something intense in my training. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So that was the main change that we made in her training was keeping the singles but dropping down the muscle damage uh, impact in the accessory work and then eventually at two weeks out dropping the volume of the accessory work completely. So everything went really well leading into the meet. We have already been dieting so we didn't actually try to hit a certain uh, weight goal here. Uh, When we started working together I believe she was around 144, 145 body weight She's now at 138, so in eight weeks we've dropped six pounds and she's feeling fine. She's actually eating more than she was before. Her problem was she was under eating and overtraining. So as you know, people typically do who are very driven, they tend to kind of overpunish themselves. So I told her, hey, you need to eat more food and you need to do less uh, intense stuff, uh, less volume stuff. So anyhow, what we did was we've been able to drop her down in body weight. So she's dropped six pounds in eight weeks, but she's been feeling stronger and stronger and stronger. She's better fueled. The body's definitely in a good, healthy place right now. So being that we went from 144, 145-ish down to 138, our goal in February was to compete at 132. At this meet, we wanted to show up, we wanted to do well, but I knew that she had the strength to hit an elite total at the 148 class. So there was no need for us to struggle to drop the extra six pounds of water weight, which we could do easily. Uh, Well, not easily, but it could could definitely be done. So she could have dropped the six more pounds uh, and then would have had the elite total at the 132 would be easier to get. It's going to be a lower number. However, she had the strength to get the elite at 148, so there was no need for us to go through the stress of cutting weight, especially since... Our ultimate goal of 132, by the time February comes around, won't be any problem. She's going to naturally hit that through the dieting that we're doing. We're not even going to need to cut water weight for that meat. So it didn't make sense to try to uh, cut excessive water weight leading into this one just to improve performance when she already had the strength levels to hit an elite total at the 148 weight class. Now, with that said, going into the meat... We knew that the squat that we were aiming for, like for example, um, I forgot to convert these over to uh, pounds. Everything done in, a power thing is in kilograms. So like our opener uh, at, well, I'll give you the spoiler alert. She did well, she hit the elite total. So our 147.5 kilogram squat is what she ended with. And that ended up being uh, a 300 in like 24.5, 325 uh, pound squat. Uh, now, 
in our practice, I had gotten her up to, I believe, a 315 in squat. Uh, squat and she did very well. There was very little uh, technique shake uh, breakdown. And that was at the five weeks out. So at five weeks out, she had hit damn near what we were going to want at the power of the meet. So we knew the strength was there. So at 315, she hit that. And she hit it with pretty clean technique. Meaning that, okay, if we go to 320, at five weeks out, she probably could have hit 320 even with the technique being, it maybe it would have like varied a little bit more, would have had a little more ugliness to it. But she could have hit 320 at five weeks out. And that was still with full accessories, full muscle damaging, full intensity accessories. So knowing then that if I dropped the ex accessories, the muscle damage and the fatiguing nature of the accessories, that there would be even more strength available to meet. So if we could squat 315 with pretty clean technique, we could probably squat 320 with ugly technique. If we could squat 320 with ugly technique and full accessories, dropping the accessories, she was going to be able to squat at least 325. And what do you know? It worked. <laughs> so she came to the meet. She hit the 325, which we wanted as the top squat because then that allowed us some leeway with a bench and deadlift in order to still hit the elite total. So our goal on the squat was the 324.5, the 147.5 kilograms, because we knew that it was reasonable that she could get that without much of a reach and without any kind of technique uh, risk that would have caused her to be too injured to get the deadlift, and she would have been able to deadlift well. So could she have pushed for 330? Probably, but we didn't need it. So the idea was what's as heavy as we need to give us a, a good chance at bench and deadlift like so we want to hit heavy enough that we have a good like squat leading towards a total but not so ugly and so aggressive that we killed our muscles for deadlift and or that if we took such a big jump from the second to the third and we missed the third in squat it screws us for the rest of the day because we have to be perfect in bench and perfect with deadlift so the idea of the squat was to aim for something that was heavy but we knew we could do well so the 137.5 is what she started with with squats, smoked it, no problem. She went to 142.5, so we went up 5 kilogram. We got one red light on depth, no issues there. It's just, um, you know, her body's being a little cautious. We're trying to protect the true bottomed out position for the third attempt. So we knew that was going to happen, totally fine, uh, good. Even if she would have gotten two red lights on depth, we still would have moved up because it wasn't a strength issue, it was just trying to protect the uh, extended um, muscle reflex position of the adductors. Uh, so we knew being a little bit tight on depth on the first and second would protect us to be able to go a little deeper on the third, but also not risk injury before we got there or risk wearing out the muscles before we got there. So we then went to 147.5 kilogram on the third attempt and did great. You know, a little bit of knee, like knees were wobbling a little bit, nothing caving in, but you could definitely tell our external rotators of the glutes uh, were very challenged to keep up with the quad power. So we had done great enough in our two, uh, three months prior focusing on the glutes that they were able to withstand and hold up that position. So we did a great job there. Then with bench press, we ended up, we did a 75 kilogram 
uh, starter, like opener at 165. Now, again, she's competing at 138, so she's very strong already. So the 165, uh, the 75-kilogram, 165-pound bench opener, she did great. Uh, we hovered a little bit on the chest. So one thing I wanted her to do is she doesn't typically practice with uh, a lift-off very much in her training. When we do one rep maxes, her husband every now and then will lift off for her. But it looked like on the first attempt when the liftoff happened, it, I wasn't sure if she got a really big breath or not. Uh, so I, I cued her to get a, a big breath on before the second one. So she smoked the first. The 75 kilogram went really well. And then we went to 80 kilogram and she hit that. So that's 176. Now in training, I believe she had gotten 170 or 175 uh, in training. So we knew we were kind of right around there. And again, that was five weeks prior without much uh, rest and recovery. So we knew that we probably had the 82.5 kilogram if we wanted it, which would be 181.5 pounds. We knew that that was there. But what I wanted to do on bench was I wanted to push the third attempt on bench because then it would have allowed for deadlift. If we just hit our opener on deadlift, she would have had the elite total. <laughs> and knowing that her quads were gonna be very fatigued from the squat, and she deadlifts conventional stance, meaning the quads were gonna be very fatigued to kind of start the bar off the ground in the deadlift, I was like, it's worth us pushing the bench a little bit to see if we can make the deadlift easier. So I decided to go ahead and, and have her try for 85 kilogram on the bench. And she did a great job. Like she got a big breath. She let it sink into her chest. And then when she drove to drive up out of the bottom, we got it off the chest. We got it a good you know, two inches or so. And uh, then it just kind of stalled. If we would have got maybe one more inch, she could have pulled it up over her collarbones and her face and finished out with the triceps but the chest just couldn't get it through that mid-range. So we ended up missing the 85 kilogram on the third attempt to bench, but I knew that was a reach. I knew it was going to be, eh, I don't know if this is going to go or not. <laughs> so we wanted to try it because then it would make the deadlift so much easier. Now you could say is like, why would you risk that? Because if you miss it, the deadlift's going to be that much harder. Um, yes, you're right. There's, there's pros and cons. <laughs> uh, and what I was really playing with here is a difference of 2.5 kilograms. That's it. So if we would have got the bench that I wanted, the, the deadlift that we would have needed would have been uh, five kilograms lighter. So if we, if we missed the bench, we would have had to go five kilograms heavier to get the elite total on the deadlift, but it still wouldn't have been what I knew her max would be. So for example, in the deadlift, we ended up doing an opener at 140 kilograms. That's around 308 pounds. I knew that if we needed to, we could probably push out a 325 to 330 pound deadlift. So I was like, okay, if we got the bench, we would just have to deadlift to 308 and then we'd be done. If we missed the bench, we were going to have to go to 150. And that is what we ended up having to do. I mean, I'm sorry, we had to go to 145. So we ended up going to 145, which is 319. So I knew that the 325 to 330 deadlift would be there. It would be a grinder and, and maybe very miserable, but I knew it was around there. So it was worth us risking the bench because on the deadlift, we just had to go to the 145, which is 319, which is still a little under what I thought she would have in her. And it worked out. 
So what we ended up doing was we got to 319 on the deadlift and then we just quit. We were done for the day. We didn't need a third attempt on deadlift. So we didn't have to try to grind out a 330 or anything heavier there. So it was it worked out really well. So squat went as planned, perfect. We knew we were cautious on depth, so no worries there if we got one red light on one of the lifts. Uh, still counts if you get two white lights and one red. Then on bench, we got the 80 kilogram, which I knew we needed to set us up for a good deadlift to get the elite. And then we just reached and saw if we could try to get the 85 kilo. Uh, we missed that, no worries. So we came back and we had to do two attempts on deadlift. We hit the 140, then the 145. Now, would she have had more than 145? Maybe, maybe not. So I knew the 145 was gonna be like eking into what our top end might be on deadlift, but I knew it was probably there. So it worked out well. So she ended up getting the 372.5 kilogram total, which gave her the elite total uh, for the meet. So like I said, that gave her her second, if not her third elite total. So she did a great job. Everything went really well, freaking crushed it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And we could see from uh, three weeks prior, I mean three months prior, when we first started lifting, a 300 pound squat would have felt kind of like wobbly and, and a little heavy. So we were already been able to jump that up uh, 25 pounds. And then the uh, bench uh, three months ago, uh, we probably have added about five, 10 pounds, well probably 10 pounds there. And then on deadlift, she had done a 300 or 305, so we were able to jump up about uh, 10, 15 pounds there. So we were able to add about 30 to 35 pounds in three months, which is really good considering she was coming from having trained but not necessarily eating 100% well. <laughs> so she improved her eating, and we made the accessories a little more pinpointed than maybe what she had been doing before. So to get a you know, 30, 35 or so pound jump uh, is pretty awesome. That's pretty good in three months. So very happy with how this turned out. And what we learned from this meet in regards to what adjustments we might make in the future, like leading into the February program, uh, is just, just confirmation of what we've been doing. So we know in the squat that uh, her abdominal strength needs to improve, her glutes need to improve, and through upper back work that we're doing in correlation to all three lifts, we know that her thoracic bracing, her thoracic positioning is going to improve as well. So we're going to continue to strengthen the legs, you know, continue to get the quads stronger, but we know that the limiting factor is going to be that supporting nature of the abdomen, the thoracic spine, and the glutes. So we're going to continue to focus our accessories on that. For bench press, we just got to keep working on the chest and triceps. So her chest will help it get through that first kind of like initial phase off the, ch off the chest in the bench, and then her triceps will finish. Her positioning is fantastic. She has great technique, great body tightness. Uh, her technique on all these lifts is exceptional. She's always done very well with technique. So we're just going to continue to focus on strengthening the chest and the triceps for bench press. And then uh, with the deadlift, we know that all the same muscles we're working on, the squat are going to help the deadlift, the glutes, the abdominal strength, and the thoracic positioning and thoracic strength. So that's all going to help her just feel stronger, more stable uh, in the deadlift as we progress into that February meet. So... Overall, she did an exceptional job. I'm, I'm very, very happy for her. Very grateful to get the chance to work with people who are so dedicated and put in so much effort, which I really appreciate. 
you know, me writing things down doesn't make a damn bit of difference. First, people have to do it. <laughs> so you can have the best nutrition program in the world. You can have the best training program in the world. But if you don't do them, what the hell do they do? You know, they don't do anything. So I really appreciate when people uh, take the, what I take the time to write and put it to work. And that way we can actually see uh, the outcome and the results of it. So thank you to her. Uh, Lauren is her name. Uh, and you can uh, follow her on Instagram. It uh, Let me pull up her uh, information so that way you can find her and follow her. So on Instagram, her handle is Rutan, R-U-T-A-A-N, uh, R-U-T-A-N, so Rutan, R-U-T-A-N, 422. So you can find her on there. And then Lauren Rutan on Facebook. Uh, first name is L-A-U-R-E-N. Last name again is R-U-T-A-N. So Lauren's awesome athlete. Like I said, she's kind of all around created everything. So that would be fun for you to follow her if you want to. You can find some awesome motivation. Actually, I told Lauren that after I posted last night on our Instagram feed about the meet, I had two of my current female powerlifting clients. They both texted me privately, and they were like, oh, it was so awesome to see how Lauren did. She's so inspirational, so motivational. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So I shared that with Lauren, uh, and that people are being motivated uh, by her story and her journey and how hard she's working. So I'm very happy for her. So you can follow her on all the social media things. And I hope that talking about the meet, talking about our ideas and our approaches was of interest i thought that like hopefully it was fun if you do like this type of podcast please let me know uh, also we have some really good information if you would like if you want to learn more about powerlifting on our website www.brutalirongym.com you can go to free program examples on that page we have a tab titled general free templates and programs so under the templates section, we have our powerlifting template, which is completely for free right now. It's, it's over 50 pages. Good Lord, I can't believe I wrote that much. Uh, but it's 50 pages. You can print it. You can read through it. The template talks about uh, just kind of the notes of the template. Uh, talks about kind of workout explanations for different concepts. We have example workouts for beginners, intermediate, advanced. We go through the actual structure of how to formulate and can, can um, program workouts for powerlifting. We talk about how to make uh, variations to the template so you can personalize it to your equipment, your abilities, your needs, your schedule. We also talk about how to adjust the template if you want to be getting into a competition. So how do you do it from off-season to competition phase? And then we also have technique information for squat bench deadlift. We talk about all the competitive rules related to powerlifting. There's self-treatments for tight muscles, for any kind of aches and pains. There's nutrition information. I mean, my gosh, it is over 50 pages, tons of information. So if you're a personal trainer, like the other client I have is a business client, I shared this document with them, and they absolutely love it. Uh, so this is a great way to learn how to program for powerlifting. So for example, it has per, per workout structure, it tells you to start with a movement prep circuit, pick a movement that addresses thoracic 
mobility, shoulder mobility, and or strength in the thoracic and shoulder area. You want to do three sets of 10 to 40 seconds of time under tension. Then you do an exercise for core strengthening and bracing. Then an exercise for hip-based mobility and strengthening. So it talks you through all this stuff. How many sets, how many reps, what exercises to pick. It has all the uh, examples with specific exercises included. Uh, it's incredible, incredible, incredible amount of information, and it's all entirely for free on our website. So if you want to write your own powerlifting programming, uh, whether that's for yourself or for clients, that document is totally for free on our website. Also free on our website, you can go onto free nutrition education. The first document on that page is a create your own nutrition program document. You can actually write your own nutrition program, just like how I helped Lauren uh, lose six pounds in three months, but feel stronger. So remember, she got 30 to 40 pounds stronger in those three months while losing six pounds. It was following the same protocols, the same nutrition information that's in that free document. So you can check out those free resources. They literally tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> but uh, if you want help putting that all together, I am doing free 15-minute consultations right now for clients. If you want to work with me, we would meet via Zoom. We would chit-chat a little bit. I'd like to know more about you, about your goals, talk about what your struggles and challenges are, and then how we would work together to address those. So that's totally for free right now, free 15-minute consultation. And I just want a chance to get to know people before I start working with them. I've been very fortunate, very grateful. I, I've been capping my, my client list at 60 people, and it's been working really well. Uh, and just every month you have... You know, pros and cons, somebody's going through a financial problem, somebody's moving, they might have a stage of life where they need to back off for a month or two. So I have a waiting list and then I kind of pull from that, but I also want to talk with new people all the time. Uh, so just always hit me up if you're interested in working together. Well, I'll promise I'll find a way to get you helpful information. <laughs> uh, but I'm very grateful to be able to get to pick and choose who I work with now. And those 15-minute consultations are a great way for us to get to learn each other. Make sure that you're 100% confident in me and what I know, and then I can feel 100% confident in the fact that you uh, want to put to use <laughs> what I'm going to take the time to write. So if you're interested in that, you can shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com, or you can go to our website on the one-on-one -on -one services page. There's a link where you can sign up for a free 15-minute consultation. So however you do it, if you want to reach out, I would love to get to meet with you and talk about how we can work together to crush your goals. Okay. Hopefully this was helpful. Again, like I said, please give me some feedback on these in-depth podcasts. I would like to know if this is stuff that you find interesting or if you want to give me some more direction or guidance on what might be the most interesting way to manage uh, these podcasts. Cool. Well, if you have any questions, if you need anything, let me know. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.